Hi, I'm Dan Primack, and welcome to Axios Recap. Today's Monday, August 3rd. Hurricane warnings in the Carolinas are up, new coronavirus cases in Florida are down, and we're focused on the future of TikTok. Over the past year, no social media app has generated more buzz in the U.S. than has TikTok, on which around 100 million Americans post or watch short video clips of everything from kids lip syncing to parents playing pranks on those same kids. But it's also drawn a lot of scrutiny in Washington, D.C., because TikTok is owned by a Chinese company called ByteDance. Some of the worries are about user privacy. Some are about how ByteDance could influence what content you do and don't see. Over this past weekend, the story significantly accelerated. First, on Friday afternoon came news reports that Microsoft, an American company, is in talks to buy 100% of TikTok's U.S. operations from ByteDance. Hours later, President Trump disclosed his intent to ban TikTok on national security grounds. Then last night, Trump and Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella spoke via phone, following which we got reports that Trump will give Microsoft and ByteDance 45 days to work out a plan that satisfies White House concerns. Let's dig into those concerns with Peter Navarro, top White House trade advisor and a noted hawk when it comes to economic and tech relations with China. So, Peter, can we start here? From your perspective, what is the specific argument that TikTok is a national security threat to the United States or to people in the United States? There are really two issues, privacy and national security. And it's a simple question for the uh, mothers of America. It's uh, 12 o'clock. Do you know if the Chinese Communist Party knows where your children are? Here's the issue. With any software application from China that hosts data on Chinese servers, here are the host of problems you have to worry about. First of all, um, when you sign up for one of these apps, you're going to use a username and password that likely you're going to use across other applications. So right off the bat, the Chinese Communist Party may have access to a wide range of applications you use, including your financial accounts. So that's number one. But more importantly, these apps are being used to surveil, monitor, and track individuals, which is why the Defense Department, for example, has banned the use of TikTok by military personnel. Can I just ask about the first part that you mentioned, which is, as you say, on Chinese servers, TikTok, of course, has argued that all information on U.S. users is sitting on U.S.-based servers. Does the White House have information that contradicts that? There's a couple of things to say about that. First of all, uh, all, all problems with China these days begin with a new doctrine that was put forth by the general secretary of the Communist, Chinese Communist Party, Xi Jinping. This is a doctrine known as civil military fusion. Are you familiar with that? I am. And I can explain it a little later to my listeners. So so what your listeners need to know is that by that doctrine, the Chinese Communist Party has mandated that any company, domestic or foreign, that resides in any way on Chinese soil must 
provide any information that the Chinese Communist Party demands. So that's number one. Number two, we know for a fact that this TikTok is owned by ByteDance, which is a Chinese company. And number three, we know from a repeated raw experiences with the Chinese Communist Party that the Chinese lie through their teeth. So when anybody represents to me from a Chinese-owned company uh, that X is the truth, uh, I immediately wonder whether X is the truth, in this case, uh, whether uh, there's any access to data. Am I wrong in thinking that you guys could investigate that? I mean, you could literally go in and basically audit it. Maybe they wouldn't allow it, but you could ask for it. I think you're arguing too fine a point here in the sense that uh, let's take Huawei, for example. Let's suppose Huawei to date had never basically used their software or hardware uh, to threaten national security, which is, of course, not true. But let's suppose they had. In, in t- tomorrow, with a simply new software patch, uh, they could basically take over your phone. So, so, I mean, look, I think the more important thing here is, is this issue of surveillance monitoring and detection. It's like these applications, I mean, you know, they say people sign on to applications. They say, is it okay for us to have your location? And, you know, most people say, yeah, sure, why not? The, the point is that um, the bigger point here, and, and let's remember that India banned TikTok, WeChat, and 66 other apps, uh, that there is both a threat to privacy from the Chinese and a threat to national security. Now, look, the other thing that needs to be said here, it's like um, every day, every day of our lives for more than a decade, the Chinese Communist Party has been trying to hack the computers of our businesses, of our universities, and of our homes. Although you can't do that through an app, though, because apps are kind of, somebody referred to them as kind of vaults, just the way they're structured. They're kind of their own sandboxes on a phone. Yeah, but what you can do through the app, again, is capture people's uh, username and password and off you sure. go. Peter, can I ask? Okay. Move, just move, I mean, let's not downplay the threat here. Let's not downplay the threat. Let's be clear. The mothers of America uh, have to worry about whether the Chinese Communist Party knows where their children are. The businesses of America, and it's just not TikTok, it's these other applications. I mean, let's not be foolish about this. We're getting attacked every day by the Chinese Communist Party. They rip us off for a half a trillion dollars a year of intellectual property. And, and the idea that somehow uh, these, these innocent, fun little applications uh, are innocent and fun only is, is, is laughable. So, Peter, to that point, there does seem to be a potentially elegant solution to this, the Microsoft deal. But you went on Fox over the weekend and didn't seem too thrilled with it. Do you not think Microsoft buying TikTok is a solution to this problem? Well, let's think about the parameters of the deal. I mean, what, do you, what, what would you want from, from a deal, right? Um, first and foremost, you, wanted, you want an ironclad guarantee that there's a, a, a barrier between China and the U.S. with respect to data transfer, okay? So that's critical. So that would be part of, part of any deal. But, but wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice, for example, if Microsoft committed uh, to some, some other things like reducing its, its exposure 
in China. But Peter, less than 2% of their revenue comes from China. What's interesting, I was listening to, um, Jan, uh, I think her name's Janice Yoon on CNBC this morning, reporting from China, and she was saying how like the only American uh, web browser she can get in China is Bing, right? Because Google got booted out and whatever, because Google refused to censor. Now, I, you know, is Bing, <laughs> do you go on Bing in China and you type on the in the words democracy right, but I guess, but, maybe Axios? No doubt they censor there. But I guess what I'm getting at is for Microsoft, a lot of Microsoft software in China is pirated, but it's a small part of the business. But why should it have to be? Yeah, maybe that could be part of the, the uh, any deal where, where whatever American company is, Microsoft or others, uh, they could they could promise uh, not to uh, engage uh, or assist the Chinese Communist Party in uh, censorship, surveillance, monitoring, and detection. You know, there is that bigger issue of American companies helping to build and maintain the Great Firewall. But Peter, not Microsoft. There's no evidence that Microsoft helped to build the Great Firewall. They do censor some things, but they didn't help provide the infrastructure for that. Uh, I think there is, there is, this is an indisputable fact, right? The Chinese Communist Party and the People's Liberation Army run on Microsoft software. Well, they use Windows. Yeah, and some of it's been customized for them by Microsoft. I mean, so my point is that I think this is, I, I think this is a useful debate now to have, okay? I mean, it's like, okay, the president has taken a strong, firm position on TikTok. He's, he's raising awareness about the dangers. And in terms of who might buy it, I think it's a useful discussion to have about what American companies might be doing uh, to assist the Chinese Communist Party in the repression of their people. I think that's a useful discussion to have. And if we can get to the other end of that with a good deal, Hey, I'm all for that. Final question to you on that, because you're talking about some issues beyond just national security. Do you have concerns that the White House is taking an activist role in what should otherwise be a private transaction? Mm, I think you went over your skis on on that one based on what I said. I mean, basically, all I'm saying is that we as a nation need to be very careful about using apps from communist China when those apps can be used to surveil, monitor, track, uh, and steal. And there's a long track record that, that the Chinese Communist Party engages in all of that. And the primary issue here is national security. Let's be clear about that. So uh, I, I, think this is, I think this is a really important debate to have. I, people, American people are increasingly aware as the Pew poll has shown, that Chinese Communist Party is a significant threat to the American people. And President Trump is the only president in the last, going back to Nixon, who's actually taken a tough stand on China. And meanwhile, we have uh, Biden saying that a rising China is a good thing for the world. So, I mean, these kind of debates, I think, clarify uh, ideas, fix ideas in the minds of the American people. And uh, all I know is that the president has taken a good, strong stand for the mothers of America who have kids on this thing uh, and for the people of America who might be exposed to uh, privacy uh, intrusions and national security threats. Peter Navarro, White House Trade Advisor, thank you very much for joining us. Welcome back. One last quick note on TikTok. 
After we finished taping with Peter Navarro, President Trump said this. Whether it's uh, Microsoft or somebody else buys it, that'll be interesting. I did say that uh, if you buy it, whatever the price is, that goes to whoever owns it, because I guess it's China, essentially, but more than anything else. I said a very substantial portion of that price is going to have to come into the Treasury of the United States because we're making it possible for this deal to happen. No, that's not how this works. And yes, his statements do skate very close to extortion. What we're watching today is the XFL, the spring football league founded by wrestling impresario Vince McMahon, which fell into bankruptcy after the coronavirus killed its season. Today, an investor group that includes Dwayne The Rock Johnson agreed to pay $15 million for the XFL's assets. And the buyers now hope to strike a few major media deals that would justify much greater investment in restarting the league. Today, we're also watching a very different bankruptcy saga, this time when it comes to retail. Two more big brands went Chapter 11 in the past 24 hours. First, Men's Warehouse, and second, Lord & Taylor, which is the country's oldest department store chain. We don't know what the future for either of these companies is, but do know that they will not be the last retailers to go bust during the pandemic. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Tim Shovers and Naomi Shaven, have a great national watermelon day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Axios Recap. <laughs>